0: Batesel is executive director at American Majority, a group focused on training conservatives to get elected to local office and in state legislatures. Whether it's for county executive or district attorney, Matt and his team, with a presence in cities across the country, work hard to build a grassroots bench. Today we talk about keeping that bench filled and how conservatives can tell great stories to sell the principles behind their reforms. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Batesel.
1: You know, the role I play in in Wisconsin I I see going forward is really trying to help identify a new generation of conservative leadership, really looking beyond one election cycle. Um, We need to really be thinking about permanently building out our conservative infrastructure in the state and identifying new people who can step up. Because the leaders we have now, as great as they may be, they're going to be gone in a short period of time, and we need new people to replace them. And so that's what we're working at in American Majority is to train that next generation of conservative
0: leaders. When you say leaders, does that mean somebody necessarily was elected to do some kind of office?
1: Well, that's a big part of it. I mean, those that will actually run for office. But um, part of it's even just in, in spots where campaign operatives, um, running conservative organizations in the state, um, it, it encompasses more than just candidates. But I, I think a big part of what, certainly what we're focused on and what our mission is about is developing leaders who will run for office Um, stand up in their communities and and you know it could be running for county executive could be running for um, district attorney could be running for uh, any sort of office uh, or just standing up in your community but uh, you know we're focused mainly on those that are running for office and making sure we have a good farm team really of conservatives that when we have openings for congress or other offices we've got a good slate of candidates we're seeing you know the left really struggling when they're talking about prospects to run for governor in 2018.
0: You always see these think pieces about who might run and it's always this smattering of names this kind of revolving you know dora people.
1: Yeah, well and that that list that you're talking about uh, Cap Times was Well they've I,
0: done like two in the last two weeks. Well, I, I mean it's but been they're it's al- like, always doing this.
1: They're trying to say they don't they they do have a bench but it's like everyone's in the assembly. Um <laughs> right. yeah. It's like they don't A they don't have the fundraising base uh, or B they really haven't done much but part, part of that is because I mean both parties have this problem to some extent but they have the old guard who's hanging on the state Senate seats for like 30 years like Fred Risser in Madison like you know so like yeah there's some state Assembly people below him that that theoretically could run statewide Um but he's kind of blocking their way to to moving up to a higher level office right right now but the fa- my favorite name on that list and the person I, I most fear He did air quotes
0: there, most fear. Is Susan Happ. (laughs) That would be fun to watch, maybe. You know, really gave Schimmel hell. She did so well in that race. You know, I, I think it makes a lot of us on the right scared
1: to death of her as a statewide candidate.
0: So American majority came into being in the Obama era. I mean, was any of that because his operation was so well organized and it was mobilizing people that he said, hey, we need a conservative version of this? Or was it more... We're going to look to the future. What, what was what made it come into being, and, and why is it so strong here in Wisconsin?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, so we were founded in 2008, and some of it really just predated... The, the, it was the realization that we weren't doing this on the right, that the left was doing this. There, I mean, at the time, and there certainly aren't even today, you know, 10 or 12 groups on the left who train and identify candidates that run for office. And so there was kind of this the space... This opportunity where we weren't really developing a farm team um, of conservatives who could run for higher office, and so um, you know we filled that space. We stepped forward to run, and you know part of it, yeah, it was. I mean, it wasn't necessarily in response to Obama per se. It was. It kind of was the same time that he was running and captivating hearts, um, and promising you know hope and change and all the rest. Um, so, but it, it filled a gap that was needed probably well before 2008, and and we we wanted to come in and fill that. So for Wisconsin, then. You know, we started a chapter in Wisconsin in October of 2010 and have had a lot of success. Part of it is the timing. I mean, crazy the craziness that happened, 2010 cycle flipping um, control from the left to the right, essentially, in this state, more so than any other state in the country if you look around what happened in 2010. And then the aggressiveness of going after conservative reforms in 2011, we were there. We organized the I stand with Walker rally in 2011. Um, but we went or started going all
0: over the state trying to train people to run. Is it kind of just because there was so much going on with the recall? It just the the, the it was ripe for it, just given the political climate. I,
1: I, yeah, I think it's a combination of factors. Political yeah. climate was, was certainly a big part of that is is that people were, you know, there were a lot of Tea Party leaders and such who had gotten involved and. You know, had helped in the 2010 election, but it was kind of like, what's next? What do we do next? And so, you know, we were able to come in and say, hey, run for office, hey, or get involved in this other you know operation. And you know, we had recalls, we had all the, all all sorts of activities taking place. And so they were looking for info of how they could be effective. And so we kind of naturally filled that void and helped um, come came alongside a lot of them who were stepping up, answering the call time and again. And so we were able to help them to be more focused, perhaps or or strategic in what they were doing. And so, yeah, so even just flat, you know, fast forward to 2016 and we've had (laughs) sustained success in this state where we regularly are training 12, 1300 people per year in Wisconsin because I I think, you know, we came in at the right time, we did good work, uh, we've got a phenomenal staff and, you know, even former staff that help to refer people over to us still, but, you know, now Nate, Nate Nelson is our Wisconsin executive director is doing a phenomenal job and and so you know we have a good reputation and that that helps because people view us as reliable as as helpful to the conservative movement and and so and, and we have smart partnerships with with groups across the state. We've got such a good conservative infrastructure in the state. I love to brag on on it whenever I go elsewhere and tell other people about what's going on in Wisconsin. So much of it is because of the infrastructure of all the groups of talk radio of you know the cons- operatives even. It's a weird yeah. spot
0: that we have this confluence of of talk radio these grassroots activists in the national spotlight, you know, congressman from the first district is the speaker. Ron Johnson has been causing trouble. Scott Walker was a presidential candidate. Ryan Priebus is from here. It's something in the water, I guess. I don't know. Something.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, part of it's beating liberals. I think that's, that's
0: part of <laughs> oh, it. Oh, winning, winning narrative. When you look for people to train or people that you want to get to sign up for for um, sessions, what do you look for in an ideal, ca- ca- what you call it, a candidate, a prospect, or someone to run?
1: Yeah. Uh, the— Name ID is the biggest thing in a in lot of local elections. And so most, you know, we've trained um, 142 winning candidates in Wisconsin. And just on Tuesday, the primary on Tuesday, we had 22 candidates. I think that won their primaries. Wow. Um, so we expect that number. Of, at, at what level? I mean, this, what's so, the range of levels so of, of office? Yeah, well, what, the 142 winning candidates, that's, um, you know, probably about 25 state legislators. And then the rest are local government. Wow. So a few judges, a few uh, a lot of county board supervisors. What we saw, what we're starting to focus a little bit more on, are some of these county races, where you know county clerk, and we actually trained our first district attorneys this cycle, who who have won. So we have two of those that won their primaries. What happens in their general election is yet yet to be seen, but th- they probably will win.
0: It's a good first step. You yeah, it's a win. good first step. You, you got to win your primary first. Right.
1: So, um, but anyway, so we're seeing some success there and, and um, at, at different levels, and so, but. Yeah, the 22 that won, um, there was, I don't, I don't know, a handful of them that were county-wide kind of county-wide positions, and the rest were state legislative races.
0: So is there anything that changes now that these people get through the primary? Do you still coach through the general election and say, hey, here's how you have to shift? I guess you don't want to change your message to be inauthentic. We were talking beforehand about people opportunists in the, in the movement. But, uh, I mean, is, does it change at all as you get through to uh, – the general, or is it? Do you, do you guide them through that, or are you available? Are you a resource?
1: Yeah. So we have resources. We're, you know, we don't have an ongoing dialogue with 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 candidates as they're running for office. Sure. Because um, it's we sessions trained, they attend. And yeah, and yeah. Training. We're five hundred one C three, and and yeah. so you know, nonpartisan organization. We provide education on how. To run, um, and and when we train them, whether it's you know six months before they would run, or or if they download a resource from our website, yeah. or listen to a podcast, or we have now online courses. That's a new feature. You can from the comfort of your home, you can basically listen to a, a personalized training for you, um, and a- access that through our website. So there's a lot of different features that they can still access, but it's not the the one on one that that they would have. Maybe if they sit down with us prior to actually filing to run and, and thinking right. about what it, what it takes to run but we train them you know have a plan to win your primary and and then have a plan to win your general and and so we train them on messaging we train them on how to use social media so there's a lot of things that stay the same but then there's a lot you know that shifts for for a general election where you're, you're talking to different voters or, or wider swath of voters and you need to be um, you know certainly doing a message box for your general election opponent then as well as your your primary opponent, if you if you had one, yeah. So there's things that certainly shift, and and you know we we try to train them at the beginning so that they understand what they're going to face in the primary, what they're going to face in the general, and are prepared to win both.
0: So talk about you a little bit. Tell me how you ended up um, in the role you're currently in now, and and your involvement in politics, and, and how you got how you got where you are.
1: Yeah. So I've been involved in conservative politics um, since the. 2000 election cycle so 16 years now Um, and you know it started back in high school where you know I'm a pastor's kid and I wanted to be an engineer and um, was trying to figure out you know exactly what to do what college to go to was looking at a lot of engineering schools and then the 2000 election cycle hit and so I um, took a class in high school called problems of democracy and it really struck a chord and was like wow this stuff's fascinating politics is very interesting this stuff matters Um, you know I hadn't wasn't a voter yet but I was preparing to, to be a voter for the first time in, in that cycle and so started just following the stuff and realized hey this is this is really cool stuff and then I w- went to a uh, youth leadership conference called City on the hill through the Pennsylvania Family Institute and um, basically you come a, a, a you know a mock state legislator for a week and you do all these different things and and had had a lot of fun with that had a lot of success and so I just kind of found that hey this is something I'm, I'm good at and so maybe I should switch. Uh, my focus and so I ended up going to Franklin Marshall College and became a government major kind of political science but they call it government there and so you know one thing led to another had opportunities to intern at the State Department intern on Capitol Hill then ended up working Capitol Hill and um, ended up going to law school and, and was in private practice for a little while and then kind of got the itch to get back into politics full time and and that kind of uh, was back 2008 was was really when that Um, I saw Obama winning and it was I volunteered on a campaign where we lost. um, So
0: post 08, you were motivated to get back in. Yeah. Well, it took all the wind out of my sails as a college Republican and everything. I just was ready to lay down for a year.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I was involved to some extent, but not not as. I mean, I wasn't it wasn't full time. I was a tax attorney. And um, in some ways, um, wasn't finding as much fulfillment out of that as I had in politics. And so and I was frustrated by the direction of our country. And I saw it really the Tea Party what what a lot of they, what they did and stood up for, you know, my wife and I, and we had a few young kids at the time. We have five now. Um, but at, at the time we were we were frustrated about the direction of the country and wanted to get more involved. And so I started looking around and, and and talking to connections that I had had and and then found an opening with American Majority that really fit because, again, I believe in the mission. I'm excited about finding new leaders and and training them and equipping them with with knowledge. There's so many first time candidates or others. That maybe have run before, but maybe didn't know even the mistakes that they made, and so to be actually look at okay, here's what works in politics, and be able to tell as many people as possible about that, and help our conservatives to know how to win politically is something that I find a lot of satisfaction in.
0: You're involved in the in the grassroots and the mobilization side of things. Do you um, I pay, keep an eye on and follow the policy stuff? So, I mean, once people get elected, are you involved in that? Personally, or through through the, through the organization? Yeah.
1: So our our organization does not do lobbying, um, and we are probably less focused on it. Certainly, we're aware of what's going on, yeah. and we're a part of the conversations, um, commenting on it. But but we're not weighing in in a you know we I'm not showing up to testify on um, legislation. Other than I mean, there was an adoption piece of adoption legislation that I personally got involved. Well, it's personally with. It, yeah, but, close but, to but, your heart. Yeah. yeah yeah. Um. But but other than that, you know, we're we're really trying to help the activists to accomplish their political goals. And so we'll train them on what they should do to hold elected officials accountable, develop relationships with elected officials to help influence policy. Uh, But we really are an organization. We're very much a a grassroots up organization. We don't want to be a top-down organization that comes in and says, hey, you know, we want you to push for these issues. We want you to make calls on these issues per se. We want to help equip the activists and, and really let them be the be able to use their judgment on what is good and what's not. And certainly we pass passed along information we work closely again with the conservative network. And so, you know, things like right to work and prevailing wage reform, you know, we were certainly there um, discussing those things and, and helping.
0: Well, folks. almost as a function, if folks are going to run as conservative candidates, they have to know the intricacies of that policy, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we're going to connect them with other people and that's sure. one of the right, great right. things about the network network. Yeah. Is, is, Hey, you know, you want to know the latest on why prevailing wage reform um, should be considered. You know, go go look, read this study from MacGyver Institute or Whippery, or you know, look at this Media Tracker's article about what's happening in the waste in, in government. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we're we're part of that that that's going on, but we're not as you know on the front lines as as those other organizations are in policy fights.
0: Yeah. Question I like to ask, without getting into the weeds of it, is is the uh frustration with the very, very top of the presidential ticket and where ideas come in. And I mean, more than a lot of people, you're intimately aware of the hyper-local races. So from from your perspective, from the grassroots looking up, what effect do you see that having locally come November for your clerks, for your, well, local legislators, for, you know, Republicans maintaining the majority in the legislature here in Wisconsin? Is that an issue? Is it on your mind or does it not change anything?
1: Well, I've been saying, I mean, this cycle's different for a while. It's weird and, for and everybody. We, we, and we've certainly <laughs> known this. But, I, you know, I, yeah. I I think I wrote a piece um, several months ago that was kind of like, legislate. you know, candidates, if you're running this cycle, this is what you need to do. Um, sure. This is my, my, my tip guide. You know, you have to, more so than normal, get your arms around the electorate and identify your voters and mobilize your voters. And you can't just rely upon the top of the ticket to drive them out. And so – you know part of it's just running your race and and we train on that anyway but it was just hyper emphasizing the fact that you can't just look back at okay four years ago or eight years ago in a presidential year these are the types of voters who turned out so I can count on them no you really have to like make sure that those folks are going to turn out and turn out for you and you know it's just it's just unknown what happens in this cycle with, with that um, and and so yeah you, you have to be aware of that um, they're i'm the sort of person who thinks that in this state we actually have some benefit from the top of the ticket in some certain parts certainly not southeastern wisconsin but um so you want to capitalize on that as well that, that there may be someone who hasn't typically voted for a conservative candidate who turns out for the top of ticket and you have to make sure that your message del- is delivered how you are different than the, the candidates they haven't right. supported in the past um and so it, it's just it's you know and What's what the where's the net benefit or or net loss? I I don't exactly know, but it's just different. There's it's not you know we're seeing maybe union households maybe vote more for conservative type candidates than they have, and we've been very divided along those lines. As you get down um, the ticket, as you get down yeah. the ticket, yeah. But well, those no, tend to be well, very informed to, voters. To, top of the ticket, that, that that I mean, Trump's trying to reach a lot of those mm-hmm. people who feel shafted by NAFTA, free, you know, free trade agreements, these other things that you know have been on the opposite side because of act 10 and other things that we've sure. had in the state um now whether he reaches them or not in, w- in what numbers but you know this is why sean duffy and others in other parts of the state are more actively campaigning or behind what what's going on part of it is because they know that's their their voters are the ones who are supporting this guy um so you know we could get into a lot of things on on that but um but there, you know, it comes back to if you're running for a local race uh, or state state legislative race, that you need to know your electorate and you need to know what's motivating them, and you can't just assume that it's the same old same old. You have to be in touch with them. Whether you've been in office for 25 years or you're running for the first time, you need to know what makes them tick, what yeah. what what they're complaining about, and talk to them about those issues.
0: Well, especially in the legislature level, the most some of the most successful candidates who I've worked with through you know box or who I know, they're the ones who do doors. They knock on doors and they talk to people. That's how they get a lot of their name ID if you can't go up with a big broadcast buy, but just being able to say that that gets around. Hey, such and such came to my doorstep and listened to me for five minutes. And they love it. That's something that just can't be underestimated. So do you do you trade it all on rapport? On like being a good, how to to be an engaging person? Because some of these folks are real clunkers when they start, and until they've done it for a while, do you do any, you know, any training like that?
1: We do a little bit on that. Um, You know, I think we did a webinar on persuading at the doors that was focused more on rapport. Um, You know, our typical campaign training gets into some of that, um, but not in depth. And sometimes too, we, we do. Like a mock editorial board interview where we actually record people and mm. you know put them in front of i mean it's just a you know a, a simple camera but record them asking and we ask them tough questions more like a mock editorial board interview would be but it gives them a sense of oh wow that's what i look like i look really angry <laughs> when i'm talking <laughs> if you about don't this, think about it right i'm talking yeah. about you know my family <laughs> like what why am i angry <laughs> about my family like no you should be optimistic and, and right. positive and so you know we we're able to give them fe- feedback on on those sorts of things and you know but Typically, we're not getting into into as much of, you know, how do you look and how do you present yourself sure. um, in a, you know, if we do have a three-hour training. If we have, like, an eight-hour training or something, then probably have more time to get into some of those things. And But, again, if, if we're sitting down talking with a candidate and we can identify some of the, the areas where they can improve right away, we'll, yeah, we'll talk to them about those things.
0: Sure. Uh, you have a big event coming up later this uh, September. September 10th. Yeah, September 10th.
1: Yeah, so we have our 1,000th training. Um, so that is – one with three zeros. Um, <laughs> coming for up for those following along. Those at home. Following up, if you want to tweet that, it's hashtag AM1000. There we go. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm ex- I'm extremely proud of our organization, what what we've been doing both here in Wisconsin and, and around the country, and really happy that we decided to have a training to celebrate our 1,000th training of um, since launching in 20, 2008 is going to be in Wisconsin, and so we're going to be at the Country Springs Hotel, September 10th, from from nine till four. And um, celebrating kind of what's been going on. We're going to have cutting edge training. We're going to have a a panel with um, some of the folks from the Wisconsin network. We're having a a big speaker who is yet to be announced. uh, Stay tuned for that. Um, We've invited several other elected officials in in Wisconsin to speak. But we're really excited that we're having it here and that we can really showcase kind of what we've been up to and and tell our story, but also just help conservatives in this in this landscape to, to maybe refocus and. Think beyond even just this November election of what we can be doing to impact what's happening in our state and in our country, and I, so I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun. And we're bringing in a bunch of old staff that have worked with us in the past. And anyway, it's it's just really cool. To, I mean, just to, to take the time for a training like this to part, partially celebrate and come together, kind of an alumni get get together, if you would, um, but also to, to look forward and, and think about okay, where are we at? What do we need to accomplish? And one of the things that I really hope beyond this presidential cycle is that I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that say, "Oh, I learned this lesson from what happened," but that we realize we have we have to get engaged in the states, in the local communities, and win battles there, and get good people into the system that can can be influential. Yeah, we need to be able to pick you know good candidates through our primary process, but there are opportunities in the states and in local communities, and so you know that's what we're focused about, focused on in American Majority. But I, and I hope that that's. Part, part of the lesson, part of the discussion that comes out of this November election, whatever happens, that we need to be reengaged, that there are more opportunities there to make changes, good conservative reforms happen in those communities.
0: Yeah, and let's talk about that for a second. Um, the the role, the extent to which ideas are going to matter, because, you know, we talk about Trump and how he's appealing to some of these uh, union folks, and it's a lot of bumper sticker shtick. That's the leader of the party in some ways now. I mean— how do you make sure that at that grassroots level, people still talk about ideas and don't succumb to, I think, a rather uh, the sexy idea of just I can just say stuff and people are going to vote for me? How do we how do we ensure that in Wisconsin, especially because they certainly did in the presidential primary, ideas are going to be important and thought is going to be important?
1: Yeah, I think one of the big lessons that we're seeing that's played out through the from the primary process was that. um conservatives people that can cons- identify as conservatives they don't always understand conservative policy many of them do yeah but across the country we saw that many of them don't and maybe maybe they didn't care as much but I think part of it is there's a disconnect between you know again we have got a great conservative infrastructure in the state but uh, you know you look nationally more so and the think tanks they they think a lot of great thoughts they have a lot of great reforms but if they're not able to communicate that mm. to our base then we're failing, and I think that that disconnect showed up is in that yeah anyone can say that they're conservative and you know say that they're for this and th- and that and it may be disjointed or f- distant from the reforms that we're used to talking about. But we need to make sure that our people understand you know this is the this is our, our, our solution to this problem. We're we're good at identifying problems, especially in this with this administration. But we have to have a solution and a positive, optimistic outlook. I think in, in going forward. Um, and so, yeah, I, th- I think it, maybe it's a little bit different in this day. I think we have people that are probably, you know, all sports teams th- like to think that their fans are the most, you know, the smartest fans of their, their sports <laughs> team. So pardon the <laughs> analogy to that. But, you know, I'm speaking to the home team here, but in Wisconsin. But, you know, I think we, we do know that, okay, you know, we look at things like minimum markup law or prevailing wage or, um, you know, these other reforms, and it's kind of like, yeah, why do we have an outdated system that we're using in this, this state we want to be a state that has conservative reforms, and so I think a lot of at the grassroots level, people understand that in this state more so than than elsewhere. Well, I,
0: I agree with that. There's the the engaged folks, do the people who are going to turn out to vote for those down ballot races, they're going to be listening to talk radio, they're going to be educating themselves. But I mean, for a larger audience, I think it's getting tough. I think one thing that makes Scott Walker successful, and one thing he does uniquely well, um, without blowing you know too much smoke, is is uh, he won, I believe, because he said, "This is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it, and this is how we're going to do it, and this is what's going to happen when we do it." And obviously, it worked because he won three elections in four years. So I mean, how how do some of those intricate policy things get communicated to a larger audience?
1: Well, yeah, you ha- I mean you have to be able to create a policy. And figure out what is the best w- selling points of this policy. Yeah. I mean, not, and not not that you're going to hide the, the the other aspects of it, but right. how to talk about it and yeah. how to share it in a way. And this is kind of what a lot of what we do is: you have to tell stories. You have mm, to you have like to that. equip the grassroots to be able to share and disseminate that information effectively and show how. Hey, as a stay-at-home mom or as a tax attorney or whatever it may be, a small business owner, this is how this policy is going to help me. It's going to help my business, help our economy. It's going to help our, you know, keep our community safe, whatever it may be. But you have to equip people to know, okay, this is what's going to happen. Here are the results. Um, and you're right. I, and I think, again, we can nationally lose, fact, lose, lose, lose uh, track of what happened in Wisconsin and how Walker Had was successful with conservative reforms and was recalled because of them, but still won even by a larger margin than he was initially elected. Um, And the lesson, you know, one of the big lessons from that is, yeah, conservatives should have reforms, and we should be able to communicate them. We need to, we need to defend those policies, but we should have reforms. We're not just trying to go back, turn the turn the calendar back, you know, a a X number of years (laughs) to a certain perfect golden age when America maybe was better or something. You know, that's not what conservatives are trying to do. We're actually trying to have conservative reforms to address the problems in our country that pretty much everyone would identify. This is a problem. This is not working. Yeah. You know, we're not doing this well. And our economy is not working. The The rich seem to be have gotten richer and the middle class is left behind under Obama's administration. It's really awkward seeing, you know, the Dems at their convention try to try to say, you know, there's more coming. But you're you know, but not not offend the Obama people too, <laughs> too much because it's like, yeah, you're You're voter, you're supposedly for the middle class, and yet you've left them behind in this Obama recovery.
0: That was very Twilight Zone. Everything going on, they just a re, just imagine. yeah,
1: they're just trying to rewrite history. You yeah. know, almost like the the um, <laughs> we we see in other countries where they airbrush people out of
0: of <laughs> the, the right, the Ledin, Ledin like the Lenin purges. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Stalin, who purged both of them? They're all no good. All right, Matt Batesl, uh executive director, American Majority. If someone wants to train up, probably might be a little late for this cycle, but uh, if they want to. Think, hey, I missed the boat, but I want to get involved for 2018. It'll be a big year in Wisconsin. How can they get started? What th- What should they do to reach out?
1: Yeah, so our website's the best place to start: AmericanMajority.org. Um, online courses. So yeah, if you're running this cycle and maybe you want to refocus for the general election, so there's still stuff you can do if you're running. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, make sure that you're doing the right things. I mean, you know, we we were just down recently had inter- interactions with a candidate who's running had a primary, um, but it was within a month of the election, and we were just chatting about it. And, you know, one of the things is like when you don't have money for polling and other things it's like, how do you know how you're doing? So <laughs> sure. it's like this uncertainty of like, I don't know if I'm doing the right things and stuff. You know, so that's where it's again, we can help to focus candidates on the right things. Th- there still is time to refocus. In fact, there's actually a lot of time for general election. Well, it's three f- whole months almost to, to focus on the right thing. You yeah. Know, what, how are you going to use the next three months? You might you may have. Yeah. Maybe not focused on the right targets at various points up to this point. but But you want to make sure that you are doing the right things that lead to any, you know, for a lot of state races, it's knocking on doors. It's being active in the community. It's, you know, getting the endorsements and talking to the right people. How to use social media effectively. Again, that's a, a huge area that you can still have time to figure out for this, this cycle. So anyway, go to AmericanMajority.org. Um, we've got online courses that probably are some of the best things that you could check out at this point in time um, because, you know, we may not be doing too many campaign trainings, but, the big one is the, our one thousand training, September 10th yep. at the Country Springs um, in
0: Pewaukee. What's the best way to register for that?
1: AmericanMajority.org. Um, it'll be right there up on our homepage. And so register. You can check that out on, on there. Um, but, you know, again, we're going to have some good information. Really, it's going to be focused on things like how do you run a campaign in 2016? Um, part, part of for activists to understand, okay, this is how campaigns have changed, but then also here are the tried and true methods. So we'll have some talk on technology, how to use technology effectively in 2016, uh, how to organize effectively here in in this cycle. But part of it, again, is going to be looking beyond just this election cycle. So there's something there for activists and candidates if they want to want to come to that event. Um, But, yeah, connect with us on social media as well. We've got, you know, Wisconsin Majority. Our um, Twitter name is at WI underscore majority. Follow, you know, like Follow us on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook as well. You're everywhere you need to be. We're (laughs) everywhere. Yeah. Connect with us on one of those channels um, or come to one of our trainings. And our website has all the trainings that we'd have. So the website's the place to start.
0: Let's start. Matt, good to talk to you.
1: Yeah. Thanks a lot, Nick.